kids. Brick, were we too hard on you? Wait, are we doing dick jokes again? I will. I, I don't know. It just it feels different. Yeah, you, sh- you shouldn't touch this with your bare hands. We just glossed over that last time, and I'm bringing an awkward amount of attention to it now. Please don't do that. Wait, 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 wait. What? There's a jumbling of emotions here. Not a good start. Hello, welcome. Thanks for joining us onto the library. This is our homebrew live play Call of Cthulhu show. A few things before we get started tonight. First, a big thank you to Bridget Jeffries for her lovely words on Chaosium's blog about our new module, A Snake's Oil. Coincidentally, that can be found on DriveThruRPG if you happen to be interested. While I am shamelessly self-promoting our stuff, if you like what we do here and you would like to support us, you can do so at patreon.com slash under the library. With that out of the way, let's get a show started. Uh, my name's Arthur. I am playing Franny. We do have our Chris back tonight, but we are short one Rick for at least the first half of the show. He's going to try to make it after halftime, which Emily has now named it. Um, but we're not 100% sure on that. Fingers crossed. Until then, I am joined by Chris again, who is Boone. Emily is Joe. Scott's playing Culligan. Wayne is Rutherford. And as always, our incredible keeper is Michael. Michael, take it away. Hey, thanks for joining us under the library. If I sound a little different, it's because after a year of doing this, I finally turned my microphone the right direction. Thanks. Our show is a tabletop role-playing game set in the world of Call of Cthulhu. It features themes of horror, body dismemberment, and other things that might be disgusting or furthered being mature themes played by immature people. So we hope you'll join us. And with that, I'll turn it over to Emily for last week's recap. Okay. So the first thing that happened last week was that Joe went home from the theater and opened this book that she keeps with her, this journal. And immediately her thumbs and fingers sort of bleed into the page, but not in a broken skin sense, in a merging sense. Some of us are easily confused. Yes. She threw the book across the room, but immediately picked it up again because she saw print appearing in the book, cursive writing. The author wrote that the ritual continues to go well and uh, wasn't it wasn't me who summoned the visions. Was it her? And continues, he continues to write about a ritual and about someone named LP who continues to berate him. Joe goes to sleep and dreams visions of the things that she read in the journal and herself also in these visions. The next morning, she heads back to the theater to try to find her friends. It is locked. Did she finds Joe a high- little sanity for that? She should have uh, lost a little sanity. Probably. I feel like I don't she write did. all of the... I no, mean, no, if I so, know. I'm just, I'm just taking a little opportunity here to make sure that, you know, you lost the appropriate points where necessary. Why don't I finish the recap and then we can <laughs> <laughs> talk about my stats. In other words, quit your interrupting. Damn. 
you just got smacked on the nose with a newspaper. <laughs> the theater was locked. She did find a high-tech deadbolt on one of the side doors that she was unable to pick. So she headed back to Richard's house. In the meantime, everybody else at Richard's house has awakened. Cully made himself a very large bowl of cornflakes and sugar and reads the morning paper. Bello fried 11 eggs in his chicken mobile, a combination of over easy, medium and hard. Uh, and then we received a very lengthy fried egg schooling from our knowledgeable keeper. <laughs> Franny has toast. Rutherford searches the house, trying to prepare for the lab excursion. He finds Richard's old expired ID which he is able to easily take apart and work with. At this time, Franny has discovered the paintings on the table. She unrolls them and draws some of the same conclusions that Boone did, that they are blueprints, seven paintings, seven schematics. And she realizes that it is probably two stories above ground with five below. Joe arrives finally, and Cully makes her a Cully special, giant cereal plenty of sugar and joe tells cully then rutherford about the journal she shows rutherford and shares the name hans becker she slips and admits that she stole this journal from hans franny and rutherford both know him and between examining the journal and what they know of hans they they don't believe Joe. They know he's a joker, a practical joker, and they dismiss and even insult her for believing that this book may include something very important and even dangerous. So Joe is angry and hurt, grabs the book and runs outside, followed by both Bello and Cully. And as we ended, Rutherford was showing the ID to Franny and they continue making plans to enter the facility. That's all. All right. That's all. All right. Thank you for that wonderful recap, Emily. And you must be feeling very confident about Joe's safety and security in this storyline. You're very welcome, Keeper. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I feel fine, by the way. Oh, good. Good. We'll see what we can do to change that tonight. The All right. And who would like to get uh, tonight started? We have Culligan. Where are you, Culligan? Kind of where did we leave you? Chasing after Joe. Aw. You're oh, right. inside and yeah, I. Yeah. It's like a little, it's kind of like at, a my girl moment. I yelled at Rutherford and uh, then chased after. Oh, I wrote that down. He yelled, Why did you do that to her? And Boone's not with us, right? Nope. 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 Just a pack of gum. So Franny and Rutherford, uh, the judging duo, are together in the house. Um, I'd say we're objective. Yeah. Y'all tell me where you want to go, what you want to do from here. Well, it's morning, so I would have to say why um, Rutherford is not the type of person to waste time in 
if someone's been abducted, they can be in, in durable to danger. So, Franny, I, I say we put this plan into motion as quickly as possible. If there's a way for you to get uh, the paperwork and this ID uh, um, legitimate within the system, we, we can do that together. We can go to the system, to the, to the complex and maybe get in there this morning. Well, okay, Dallin, but I, I don't want to. I don't want to move too quickly. Um, I, I would like to take just a few minutes here and and not only study these these drawings a little bit, but try to recreate them in sketch form, uh, in case one of us happens to wind up there, so that we have some sort of a of an understanding of where we are inside the space. <laughs> I was just gonna say our group never moves too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I I, I want to take a few minutes and just. Um, study the drawings, see if there are any rooms that in particular stand out um, that might be missing, um, if I can get any sort of sense as to where Richard might be. And then part two of that, and sort of while I'm studying each floor, I do want to make quick sketches, excuse me, of those floors so that um, whoever does go there, like if it happens to be Rutherford and Culligan, that they take those with them uh, so they don't get lost. Could you make an arts and crafts roll? Is that a thing? It is. <laughs> Which I'm guessing you don't have a lot of. <laughs> I don't ever recall seeing that. Um, I suppose uh, this is probably the, the time fifth down. when I should open my character sheet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I get I get a little well, caught up with the, the techie stuff. Oh, yeah. Arts. I don't have arts and crafts. It's actually probably written in italics on one of the spaces that says none under archaeology. Uh, oh, there it is. Yep. Yeah. None. You oh. should have a five at least. I, that's exactly what I have. Yeah, there you go. I got a great chance of making this roll. I know you do. I can't wait to see what you draw. Um, if I leave one of the dice out, <laughs> then I did get a five. Oh, okay. Can I do that? Can I ignore oh. one of them? And actually, the other, the, other one, one? the other one has a five on it. Oh, okay. I got a 50 and a five. All right. Can I just take the five one or can I turn the 50 around? So it's kind of like you use the broad side of a crayon to make this map. (laughs) All right. It just might not be the most accurate representation, but we're okay with that. Um, Okay. okay. Let me just, I need to make a little note here of how well your drawing was. God damn it. All right. And um, in terms of trying to glean things from the map itself, mm-hmm. uh, let's let's make an intelligence roll here. Okay, that that we'll should be much better. Um, that's just short of a hard success. All right. Um, Rutherford's okay. going to join in and, you know, in looking through the map, too. It just makes sense to do that. Sure. Over the shoulder kind of thing. Right. Yeah, Rutherford could commit it to memory. Oh, I'm wondering if, if Rutherford's that smart. Uh, do you have an eidetic memory by any chance? Franny's almost that smart. Rutherford, they're they're talking, Arthur they're talking is to not you, Rutherford. that smart. They're talking Rutherford's to an egghead. He, he can give it a shot looking at it. He's uh, kind of quirky. I don't even know what he knows. So maybe he looks at it and something settles in. I don't know. Yeah, I, be, could... I think it'd take a hard success to photographically memorize the All right. map. So he takes a gander and, and he goes, this, this is a fascinating thing. It looks like an inverted ziggurat. 
and he gets a ooh with his super high intelligence. Ah, oh, I missed an ex- I got a hard success, and I missed my extreme success by three. Did okay. you want to burn some uh, luck? A hard- no, but oh, a hard success. Hard I success. said a hard success yeah. was enough. So, so no. you're good. All right. Uh, so and Rutherford. he looks for inconsistencies. That's why I was going to say, like, sort of like Franny was done. Any mm-hmm. inconsistencies where things don't seem to jog, or something is like, for instance, you know, looking at a map, you can kind of sense supporting walls and stuff like that, and where something may be like a large room, and maybe something else is there. It doesn't make sense. Well, you would get the sense that, based on what you what you know from Richard, that Richard didn't know what the spaces were necessarily used for. Nothing on the map is labeled. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that role, though, you do get to, it's stored up in here, so you'll be okay navigating the facility, Rutherford. Uh, what as y'all as y'all look over the map, you notice that. Um, on the on the third floor, there seemed to be you called it an inverted ziggurat, and we're going to go with that now. That's now what this structure looks like. And somewhere along the, uh, if you count the the top as the first floor, uh, somewhere around the third floor, uh, there there are some pretty consistent and uh, smaller cell-like structures. Mm. Other than that, uh, there is a lot of... Uh, the, there. There's no schematics for kind of like the plumbing or electrical or anything on this. This is a pretty basic map. Uh, but there is enough there that does give you the, the structural integrity as well as how to move around the facility, things like doors. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's no windows anywhere in the facility uh, except on the first floor, uh, which is probably how you deduced, you know, what was that an episode ago or two episodes ago that uh, it moves downward. Uh, Not only is there not a seven story tall structure in town, but there's also now you're realizing no windows anywhere on this thing. Hmm. Hmm. And I, I for Franny, I was going to say, do, have you ever seen any um, animals, uh, non n- n- besides humans, anything coming in and out of this facility? Because there seems to be some sort of cells or s- little areas that for holding pens, perhaps. Why well, I, I, uh, I I don't recall uh, Rutherford. Uh, let me think about that for a minute. <laughs> Keeper, have I seen anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> So, Franny, no, you haven't, but uh, as we talked about, I think, in episode one, uh, Boone jumped off the train before it entered this facility, but part of the first floor is the ability for the train to basically run through a part of the building and park um, so that there is a built-in way to transport things in and out of this building without it ever coming into view. You know, Rutherford, I just thought of something. Um, it, we might really want to find Boone and see if he saw anything unusual on that train. I don't know why I didn't think of it before, um, but we should really try to find him and ask him some questions about that. He may have seen something very important there. 
well, don't blame yourself for not thinking of it before. It wasn't uh, it wasn't at the f- forefront of your uh, thinking. But now that our host has been abducted and we're thinking about the f- facility and getting in, uh, Boone's uh, information is par- of paramount importance. I, I agree, and that's very kind of you to say, Rutherford. So I, I say we should uh, look for for our, our friend. He and he just left uh, his pack of uh, ch- chewing gum. As, as some sort of a note that he was leaving, and I, I don't know if that means if he's coming back. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't speak hobo. Well, I think I, I shall bring that chewing gum with us to return to him when we find him. All right. So I, I suppose the next step then would be to find Are our you, friend Boone. Boone would never yeah, leave a good right pack before of that though. Franny, you need to you need to close with some bit about that uh, silly little girl, Joe. I, you're a horrible person. <laughs> 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 so for our viewers, I confided in our keeper how hard that was for me last week to be so mean to Joe, and he is just forcing me to continue it this week because he's a horrible human being. <laughs> Well, if, if only we can uh, control that Joe and in, in her, her crazy emotional outbursts, uh, then maybe we can actually get some, some real investigatory work done. Mm. Are you happy, Michael? Now I feel terrible. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. That came out pretty easily as far as I was concerned. Uh, At least I Joe see, was outside. I, I see so. the keeper turning Franny and Stane and eventually killing Joe. I can actually Just feel saying. my face getting red right now. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> All right. Uh, cut to Joe and Culligan. So I, I'm going to be yelling, Joe, Joe, stop running. Joe, come back. So I will stop and come back. But as an aside to the keeper, should I just play this out with Cully as I would and ignore that Bello had a, a role that might? I mean, is that what you meant before? Well, Bello's a little absent-minded and uh, okay. easily distractible. So, you know, maybe uh, maybe he, like, all of a sudden started worrying about his eggs. Yeah, he remembered <laughs> that, that the pilot was light say, was still on in his truck and had to oh, go yeah. shut it down. He's like, wait, I've, he left the I've gas only on. eaten the hard-boiled. I need to eat the medium and soft. <laughs> wow. Okay. Is that more important than your friend? That's not me. That's That's, I would never give up chasing you i I actually bring my big bowl of cereal okay okay i left mine it was less important than grabbing my journal and getting out of there joe don't go so fast i'm gonna spill (laughs) no kidding (laughs) joe joe come come back i am so sorry i had you talk to that stupid rutherford he i thought he was one of the few good adults i thought that he was going to be like richard but it turns out he's just another snob Will you walk with me? I have to get away from there, but I feel like I should explain some things to you. Yeah, just do me a favor. Don't say anything again where Franny can hear it. She just seems to delight in cruelty and just being awful. She seems to want it like she sees you as a bug and she's just crushing you under her thumb of cruelty and malice. I hate you so much. (laughs) I wish I could give you an inspiration point right now, Collins. <laughs> Brown nose. Uh, I feel people. that. She just treated me like nothing that I was experiencing had any worth. 
Yeah, I think and she doesn't he, know. I think Franny and Rutherford have the same problem. They're both so smart that they're stupid. I don't trust well, you them. You know, I used to like game. I think night. a lot of adults are <laughs> like that. A lot of adults. That's why we have to get Richard back. All right. Yeah. Tell me what happened with the journal. You know, I believe you. Okay. Well, I, I think I need to tell you some things and you have to promise me that you'll still be my friend. Oh, of course. I've told you all the bad stuff in my life and you haven't run away screaming. I know, but Actually, that's because my stuff is worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Franny's going after the boy, do you know? Making friends wherever you go. No, that, that was me. That was all art. <laughs> okay. Yeah, of course. Of course. I, I would never. So, Unless you tell me you're going to kill me, then I might run away. I am not going to kill you. I would okay. never, ever, ever kill anyone. Except Rick. I would not even kill Rick. Or the keeper. I might kill the keeper. <laughs> so, um, you know, I've never really talked about my past. I've never talked about my family. I've never even talked about this book. No, that's okay. But um, I, it was true what I told them. I did take the book from this man his name was hans and he lived in my town and he had such a big library and he had so many interesting things in his house and he was just like he was a little different he didn't really talk to people in the town but he was always doing something like i don't know there were weird sounds that would come i'm sorry i'm getting off topic i just he was fascinating and so sometimes i would climb the tree by his house and i would look in the window to see what he was doing and there was this one night that he drew a picture on the floor and he was speaking words in another language and he had this journal and something started to appear in the circle and it was what like appeared in the circle. Well, I, I'm not, I'm not entirely Ooh. sure because was it like a demon? Was he summoning a demon? I've heard about Satanists. I mean, Is he a Satanist? It, it might have been a demon. I didn't have the words. I didn't know what it was, but it was dark. But it was also kind of like luminescent. But it was a little, it was a little fuzzy at the edges. Like, I don't know. But then he got distracted. I don't know why, but he stopped. He didn't finish the ritual, but it was so fascinating. And so I took his journal. I mean, one of the branches from the tree was right by the window. And yeah, I just, I, I just, I took it. And, and now I have this journal, but I. Have you ever drawn a circle around it? Did you ever get the, the demon to appear from it? Um, I don't really want to talk about that. You don't have to talk about um, it. I'm taking that as a yes. But <sighs> do you really want to know? Yeah, I want to know. I want to know if we can summon a demon. That would be awesome. That would okay, be but in my book for you, sure. You can't put this in your book. 
you can't put it in your book and you can't tell anyone all right this is serious uh, this I is promise. really serious i won't put it in my book i've you know i've never said anything was this serious i'm usually pretty happy but this so i drew the circle and i said the words and i i didn't know them they were in another language um but so my friend was helping me and i just so it appeared but my friend mary she she stepped on the circle and i don't know oh, i don't know no. i don't know why like i didn't know it would matter i didn't know it would make a difference demon batter i hid under the table and it killed her Pelican's jaws just on the ground eyes are as big as teacups just and it ran upstairs and um that's why i had to leave town did they did they did you ever hear did they think you killed her it killed my parents it killed your parents too it killed some other people so the in my town i i don't know i i ran i bet the, I bet the cops are after you this thing I, comes out it kills all these things and then you run away joe, joe I, make a sand roll yeah that's fair uh, I made it. Okay. Hey, you're okay for now. All right, Joe. I, two things. One, I'm so sorry. That sounds like the scariest thing imaginable. I'm sorry I had you tell me about it. I didn't think it was going to end that way. Can't tell anyone. I won't tell anyone. And two, you kids talking about demons? <laughs> just, kid, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, one time I ran into the Mothman. When I was out east, <laughs> got to break the tension there, Thanks, Chris. I know I had to. It was. <laughs> I was about to tear up. I had to. <laughs> Jesus, so, as if two. I as if I didn't feel bad enough about Franny giving Joe shit, oh. not feeling even worse. Oh, Joe. The other thing is, how come you? If the book is that terrifying, why don't we get rid of it? Well, I just. I thought that if I kept it, I might figure out where it came from or why it did this. And I just. So wait, wait. Did uh, the demon stay out? I don't know what happened to it. It ran out of my house. So we can't destroy the book because don't we have to get the demon back into the book? I don't know how this stuff works. It just seemed like I was just afraid. So to, I was afraid to destroy Franny. it. I bet Rutherford and Franny, if they took you seriously, I bet they could have helped us figure this out. I know if we had Richard, Richard would have helped us. He believes everything. But now I really, I don't know what to do because things appear in the book. That was true. I sat and I looked at it last night because these faces were in the air. And it seemed like a summoning. And I, I don't know. I just, I don't know what I thought. I thought maybe something would help. Is there any and, chance were the words from the demon or were the words from someone else? Maybe. I, 
I don't know. I mean, this, okay, so this might be, everything is crazy, but this might be the craziest. What if it's the magician? Because in the book, he wrote about LP and the woman was Lana Perret. And I mm. heard them arguing. I don't even know if I told you that. Last night, when I went into the theater in the backstage area, I heard Caspar the magician and Lana arguing. And she said that, like, he didn't appreciate her and that she was just feeling frustrated. And then look, I, that magic that we saw, I don't care what anybody says. That was real. And Richard thought it was real. He called us there because he wanted us to see that there was real magic. And I think he said some other words to maybe trick Rutherford and some of the, the, the grownups. But he took us there because he wanted us to see that magic. I, it, I believe it was real. It was totally real. But is it possible I, you, that this man Boone. is writing in my book? How we need to find be? Boone. I, Boone is going to believe you. I think Boone, if there's one other adult besides Richard that we can trust, I have a feeling Boone's going to listen. I mean, I guess, but Rutherford you're, and Franny. Chris, you're muted. I think he's muted on purpose. Okay. Because he's singing. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. Okay. Y'all are, y'all are going to cause a break with Art and Franny. <laughs> yeah. That's because like, they just terrible. insulted the most important thing in my life. Art's going to like ditch Franny. <laughs> I can't play this character anymore. <laughs> oh, gosh. I missed the whole thing. Sorry. Let me. So, you two kids are outside, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm, you, ju- I'm so just you, telling were, her. Were you yeah, just it, singing? I was. So you hear coming up from uh, a short distance away. Oh, the buzzing of the bees and the cigarette trees and the soda water fountain, the <laughs> lemonade springs and the bluebird sings and the big rock candy mountain. Hey there, kids. Hey, Collie, how you doing? Did you get that gum I left you? It's Boone. I didn't take it because I didn't want to take your gum, but I'm going to have a piece after my breakfast, but I want to give it back. I knew you wouldn't leave us, and I knew you wouldn't leave a pack of gum. I knew you'd be back for it. No, I just wanted you to help yourself. I was gone. I just had some hobo business to attend to. All right, so Boone, we've got something to tell you, and I need you to promise me something. And if you can't make the promise, just be honest. We need you to stop being an adult for a minute. I don't know that I ever became an adult, but we need you to listen to us. Joe had something happen, and I think you'll understand it. If we had Richard here, he would help and he would understand. We tried to confide in Rutherford and Franny, and they're just too smart. They wouldn't listen. But if you listen to her story, just keep an open mind. And even if you disagree, promise me you will not say one mean word. I crossed my heart. I have no intention of... uh demeaning you children in a way that but i know what you're saying sometimes uh yeah adults they uh especially when they're educated you'd think that would open their horizons but it, it can close them off to the idea of magic and uh tell you hobos believe in magic that's i knew we could count on you so that's can we lot. do like a, a deus ex machina way? yeah so you guys yeah do a recap but right i want to ask boone a question oh sure Boone, you you travel a lot, right? 
Uh, yeah, I've been uh, back and forth uh, several times across this country. Have you ever visited a little town called Abiquiu? Abiquiu. Does the train go through there? Well, yes, it does. I might have been through it, but I know I never stopped there. Okay. Well, then you probably wouldn't know of anything weird happening there. No, no. Yeah, I definitely, uh, you know, hobos leave news uh, for each other outside of town. So if uh, there were something strange about a town, in fact, that's where I just was. I was uh, leaving some hobo news, uh, letting my fellow travelers know that uh, this is not a safe town anymore. Boone, you're such a good oh. guy. You're keeping people safe. Boone, you, we, we can, or Joe, we can, li we can talk to him. He's going to listen. Wait, Boone, you do have a piece of information about Abiquiu. Oh, I do. Wait a minute. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm something to be. Yep. Yep. Okay. Wait. You, wait. Abiquiu. Oh, I thought you were talking about. I thought you said barbecue. I thought you said barbecue. Yeah. So what, 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 what do I know about Abiquiu? Uh, you know that, uh, that there is a really strong hallucinogen that people can get a hold of there and that. Uh, it's it's not widely known, but on the network, on your hobo network, mm. it's known that if if you want to go see visions, there's places you can go in Abiquiu to to get some of this stuff, and uh, it makes you see things. It opens up your mind to the world. Okay, kids, I wasn't going to tell you this because you know I know kids are very curious, and I didn't want to pique your curiosity get you involved in things you shouldn't be involved in at your age. But yeah, I know about Abiquiu. There's a hobo lore there that there's a, uh, a hypnotic brew that you can get a hold of in uh, Abiquiu that uh, gives you dreams beyond your natural dreams. You sort of see things that, uh, you know, sometimes they're, they're good things, but more often than not, they're things you wish you hadn't seen. All right, but Boone, before Joe tells you, you got to, that's not this. This is different. That might be it. That might be there, but that's coincidental. Or that's the keeper just doing his best to plant the seeds of doubt. <laughs> One of the two. We're not sure which. I'm sure which. There's an option three. <laughs> well, the keeper's a dick. <laughs> that's a given. Uh, okay. Why do you look offended? I guess I thought of a different option three. <laughs> you fucking with my backstory? <sighs> well, let me tell you, kids, I've I've never partaken. You've either got to be a, a glutton Wouldn't for punishment or you got to be a hobo shaman. Whose, I've seen, uh, I've seen their minds so, are open to that kind of thing. There's tons of junkies down in the in the straights and i won't go near that stuff oh yeah so many that lives stuff destroys people so many lives lost there's people in my old gang that used to do that stuff i won't go near it you're a good boy cully thank you thank you all right joe so well i was just asking about abiquiu because i well i can't it's my hometown and i can't go back there now because some things happened and i just wondered if people knew about them outside of the town and it doesn't matter what they are. Oh, you mean all those murders? 
Oh. Yeah? Yeah. Well, great. That's... Well, no, uh, yeah, someone had scratched, uh, oh, sorry, uh, in the hobo newsletter uh, outside <laughs> Abiquiu. Uh, there was uh, something, yeah, there was a big hullabaloo uh, a while back about uh, a bunch of people dying in Abiquiu. I, I say murders. That's just hobo imagination. We like to spin things. Uh, Self-entertainment. We like to, we're storytellers. We like to spin things out. And uh, but yeah, some people died there. Yes, I am aware of that. Oh, you got to tell him. It was this book. I think you can trust him. And I'll hand him the journal. Don't don't open it. Don't open it, Boone. What? Why? You handed it to me. Don't open it. Just look at it, but don't open it. Okay. I would make a pal roll. Ooh, pal. Uh, 96. <laughs> oh, fuck. What have you done, kids? The book falls open. Okay. Make uh, uh, roll a d6. Mm. Oh, my God. Poor Boone. Uh, four. Okay, uh, well that's that's big. So take four points of sand away, and then um, as as the the as Joe passes you the book, you grab it with both hands, and, and you're really you're kind of thinking more about the stories and everything else, and you're not paying that much attention to the book. And as the book hits your hands, um, you, you don't know this. But you are you are inside Joe's house, and mm. it's very dark. Um, you can't make out the figures, uh, but you you um, you all of a sudden uh, you feel the death in the room. Um, it overwhelms you, and you you can you either drop the book or you throw it back to her. You I'll do just, something. You you got to get rid of the book, basically. Yeah, I'll just uh, drop it. Am I still there, or is that, once I drop the book? Is once it, you drop the book, you're all right. But that's, I mean, four points. It's pretty significant yeah. kind of uh, vision of uh, of the death inside Joe's house and the murders. Why did Why did you hand me that thing? You should have warned me. It was cursed. It's, I I didn't know. I, I saw a house that was full of death. A, bu a bunch of people died there. My gosh, and again, Collie's jaws dropped, eyes are huge. And I could tell it was darkness. It weren't it weren't natural death. It weren't even by the hand of a, a man or woman. It was unnatural, unholy death. Amen. That might have been my house. It was too dark. I couldn't really tell what it looked like. But and you Joe, need to burn. You need to burn that book. Joe, you get to make a sand roll to follow that up. Of course I do. Yeah. Oh, I really made that one. That's an 11. So I'm going to say, Boone, I, I talked to her about burning the book, but the demon that got out, what if we have to trap him back in the book? What if we burn the book and then he stays out forever? Okay, can we just say that you told me about the demon so I don't have to... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think we. I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that, yeah. Carly. That's... What if, what if we get to burn the book and then we can't get him 
out of this world? What if he just keeps killing and killing? Well, let me try something. I'm going to try to touch the book again, but I'm going to put my uh, coat, my jacket up over my hands and just okay. sort of touch it and see if anything happens. All right. As you pick it up, I mean, the hair stands up on the back of your neck and you, you get the classic chill down your spine and um, you you feel tainted just just touching In this book. Being near it. Yeah, this book is trouble with a capital T. And uh, yeah, you, sh you shouldn't touch this with your bare hands. In fact, you I don't think you should touch it at all. If you're going to keep it, put it put it in a bag or something. Did I just I, say something, some sort of innuendo? Yeah, I don't think you should touch it at I all, is what you said. Oh. Especially not. Anyway. I'm just thinking it's like an old, it's like a really old uh, magazine. Well, I think we were just talking about. Uh, not helping Wayne. Ugh. Not helping Wayne. <laughs> now, do, do you say Franny and Rutherford, you told them about this and they. They, they didn't they believe us. Essentially, to... they just told me I was a stupid child. They made fun of Joe. They were sort of mean. Well, they're and not. Feel... They're just not able to wrap their head around it. So, yeah, I feel bad because I'm the one that said that Joe should talk to him. But I don't it's know. It's okay, Kali. You didn't know. I just. I don't hold I mean, it against right. you. We got to get Richard back and Boone because we got to do something. What if that demon comes after us? It's been four years. I guess he won't. I don't know what happened to the demon, but I can't get rid of the book because it talks to me. And do you think, Boone, do you, what do you wait, think? Do you wait, think wait, 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 wait. What? She told you about that too. <laughs> she told you about how the letters appeared and we thought she thought it was the magician. Oh, okay. I thought you, yeah. meant you heard the voice in your right head. in front oh, of whoa, my whoa, eyes. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Writings just appear and some of them i don't even know the language but the ones that appeared last night after the show those were in english and and i wonder if they might be related to what's going on here which would be crazy because the book was from abacu uh, i wonder if the magician's ever been to abacu you have like a performance venue in the town it's a pretty small town Keeper, is there a performance venue in Abiquiu? That's a negative ghost rider. Huh. Maybe the book is just like it's like a big antenna for magic. Maybe but, you it's know, just, Rutherford maybe it just and connected with them because they've got magic and the book picked it up. Rutherford and Franny knew Hans. I mean, maybe he he was a he seemed to have things from a lot of different places. Maybe he knew the magician. Maybe he knows Richard. We have to find Richard. Yeah. He's the, he's going to help us. Especially if you think he would listen to me because the book, the things that the book says have never been so prescient, so related. Yeah, it, Richard will listen. It, like I, before, Boone is the second adult that I've met that I can trust. Richard's the first. He's the only adult that I ever trusted. So we've, I'm going to get him back no matter what. But this is a, I'm sorry, kids. This is a heavy secret to have to keep. But I think you both know we have to keep this on the down low. 
But uh, yeah, just don't mention it. Uh, we can keep with the initial plan of uh, trying to find Mr. Richard. And uh, if they're holding them against his will, set him set him loose. Uh, but uh, yeah, once Mr. Richard is here, we're going to hopefully get some answers from him. And if Franny and Rutherford can't come around to seeing that there's more under heaven and earth than is dreamed of in their philosophy. <laughs> so, and I'm so ratio uh, nice. as you're saying that I'm looking around on the ground and I'm looking for pebbles and like small rocks that'll fit in my slingshot. Okay. That, that's not, I mean, that's sure. I think they're, they're I figured that's a pretty easy. So yeah. I'm just, I'm going to get like, you know, five, six of these things, maybe a couple real small ones as well. Okay. Oh, and just sort of load them up in my pocket. Okay. But uh, yeah, I think we should go back in and make nice with Franny and Rutherford and just just humor them. They don't. There's stuff they don't. They're not ready to handle yet. So you just humor them. We'll follow their plan. It's a good plan. Go rescue Mister uh, Mister Richard. Uh, but uh, yeah, short shortly down the road, we're gonna have to open their minds to what's uh what's possible in this world all right that sounds like a good plan to me what about you did I ever tell yes uh sasquatch <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah and I, I i take out my book and i'm like remember to ask boone about his encounter with sasquatch yeah no time to go into it now yeah we'll do Wait, it later some, i've got a whole page free time for you yep yep i yep. can't wait to hear that and if we but the one thing i'll say is if i hear if something happens and there's magic from new magicians and we know all this stuff's going on if i hear brotherford or franny and they don't see something that the rest of us see i'm not going to back down because if they don't see magic that could mean the difference between finding richard and not finding richard yep and it could be protecting their lives as well so good on you Kali. Well, I've spent a lot of time putting on a happy face, so I think I can probably manage to put one on for two closed-minded adults. No problem. Keeper is so evil. Really horrible. This is so against Art's type. <laughs> it, it Not only is it against my type, it's actually against Franny's type because she has already had contact and... Mm. <laughs> Maybe, th maybe this will change. Maybe it'll evolve over and time. People have off days. People have bad moments. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's fine. People have little 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 devils on their shoulder mm -hmm. with a, a hipster cap and a beard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I believe you took it to the whole next level, though, Scott. I will say. <laughs> no, it was nice. All right, uh, do. Do y'all want to take a break here? Or do y'all want to keep going for a few more minutes? Yeah, break sounds good. Uh, take a break. Okay. Okay. okay, sounds good. We'll take five, uh, five, ten minutes and see everybody on the other side. And we're back from break, and we have Rick back. So now we have a full house. Go for it, and Michael. If you're on the audio, you should you should definitely pop over to YouTube and check out Rick's lighting because it is spectacular. It's, it's spicy good. All right. It's like so, blue steel. That is one sexy with Rick. chicken man. Thank you. 
Look at you might go. want to put him on mute while you look at the lighting, but you'll want to look at the lighting. <laughs> Sadly, he doesn't have his mic with him, but yeah, if it would just be too the, much. If only you had the, uh, yeah. the, the good mic that you could lean into. Oh, Boone. Give you should, a little... Uh, you should lip sync while, while Boone talks. You should definitely... Yeah. Just, <laughs> uh, oh, just, just, you do, just, yeah. just move your mouth and, and Boone can do the talking for you. So, uh, yeah, the other day I was grilling up a dozen eggs and, uh, you know, sometimes you uh, get a little butter on yourself and uh, you can't help but, uh, you know, things happen and uh, sometimes there's friction and then your mother walks in. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Mm. Oh, I feel dirty. 10 out of 10. Thank you for that, you know, Chris. Wow. You know, I, I was just moving my mouth and not listening to it, and uh, <laughs> I regret that entire exchange. <laughs> that yeah. was but, amazing. But, uh, yeah. wow. Welcome back. I could watch a whole show of you two doing that. All right. you, we should, you want to? We should have a whole blooper reel of uh, random non sequiturs in the future. Sounds good. Oh. That's the good stuff. Pretty sure I do that at the beginning and the end of every single episode. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get back into the show. Um, all right, should we give Bello a chance? Yeah, I suppose a really short chance, but we'll give him a chance. Oh, he froze. Okay, somebody else go. He's still there. Oh, he is. Oh, he was just super still. (laughs) He's he's trying to take advantage of that lighting. He doesn't want to move. He looks. Really confused. He does. I'm here. <laughs> he needs to. He needs oh, to we out missed you, to, Bello. Yeah, <laughs> this is uh, if for all the ladies up. out there. This is uh, I'm a single cock looking for his hand. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Rick is back. If you come out right now, you'll see uh, Joe and Colligan <laughs> and Boone all talking. Okay. So, okay. So, Bello. <laughs> Okay, so Bello, Bello, Rick, Rick Scott is wing. inviting you to come out. That's what <laughs> yeah, that was. I, I, you know, I, I heard it and I, I paused. And I could I make like, the invitation even more clear if you need. We are waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> and so the just so you know, the, the mood is really serious. Yes, Joe, it is. Joe actually. Laid That's down true. Some, yeah, Bello. Deep, yeah, deep drama. Bello's really good at reading that, so I'm sure <laughs> he will take it just as seriously as it deserves. I'm not even going to make you make a roll on it because you, you, it's that serious. Yeah. So uh, Bello, uh, he pops the uh, chicken wing door open, and it's like one of them uh, Delorean doors, except it's a chicken wing on the side, and so it flaps open, and he uh, hops out. He goes, "Oh, you're all right here." Uh, I decided you all didn't like my my eggs, and I, I, that's on you. Uh, they were scrumptious, but I figured you might like some tater tots. Uh, here's some bello tots, and uh, fr- fr- fresh out of the the wood wood stove that I have on my car. Let's not get into the mechanism or why or how that works at all in this time period. But we just glossed over that last time, and I'm bringing an awkward amount of attention to it now. And I will come over with my tray of uh, tots and. Uh, uh, stop. That you cooked in a wood stove? That, don't, yes, Emily. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna keep going <laughs> sorry, here. Sorry. That's that was that was the point. We're just gonna mm-hmm. gloss completely over that. The, and uh, I, 
baked tots in the 40s. Well, sure. Baked tots. Like, sure. We're inventing a lot here. Uh, at I will Industries. eat some tots. I didn't get any eggs. And so I'll take the tots and I'll start. I'll start just chugging them, trying to. Oh, do I need I'll to roll some. for tot catching? <laughs> tot catching? No, no, I, I'd actually, I, I'd prefer to keep us back on the, the pre-break storyline, so we're not going to roll for <laughs> yeah, dexterity okay, and gator tots. <clears throat> and so it says, now, I, I come out here, and uh, it seems like there's a bit of a wet blanket, a pole over this whole group. Uh, uh, what uh, what seems to be troubling y'all? And I give, uh, oh, th- I give the kids, I give the kids a look. and. Blanket. Wet blanket. Like, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna say. Oh, mean things are somber. Everything's and... fine. I give, I give like a little subtle I... zip the lip. Yeah, I'm gonna say, thing. oh, Bella, we just, we just had some stuff with Franny and Rutherford, and Joe and I were a bit upset, but Boone helped us to calm down. So I want to go back and eat the rest of my cereal before it gets too soggy. Can I do a spot hidden to see if I notice the lip zipping Boone? Uh, I'll say that you notice it. In fact, uh, what I'll do is, Joe, you make a spot hidden. I will. I made it. Okay, so you also you also notice Boone making the zip lip face to Old Bello. I think he was making it. No, I wasn't making it at making it to us. I was making it at the kids that maybe we shouldn't. Oh, Tell I misunderstood. Bello. Oh, I got it. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah, it. Yeah. I misunderstood. Yes, Bello, you make your spot hidden roll. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll be making my mom my, my You got to help the keeper along here. Holy moly. Well, I got a 71 and I have a 71. So I uh, believe I just barely squeaked under. So Bello sees Boone. You see him making the zip lip face and uh, little, uh, little, little sus in the moment. Hmm. We're fine. Yeah. We're totally fine. We were just we're going good. back inside because everything's totally fine. All right, come on, Joe. Let's go get the cereal. I bet yours yeah, isn't too soggy. I, I need to get my big Cully special. And You're a genius, Mr. Those, Bellow. These I tots are those tots. Uh, oh, the tots. Yes. Yeah, the tots are fantastic. They are a family recipe. Uh, Boone, do you remember what happened the last time you ate Bellow's food? Well, that was that was chicken. What could be wrong with taters? <laughs> it's the same stuff. <laughs> it's in my mama's recipe. We call them mama munchies. Uh, so mm-hmm. Go ahead and have a couple of. One of them came out of Bellow's pants. The other came out of Bellow's oven. So I'm just going <laughs> to say there's a big difference between the two. Okay, let me roll and see which I got. Low is good. No, he's comparing the chicken to the tots. No, the chicken to the tots. Yeah, d- d- you're this okay. Is, the, these are all not the tots, tots came out of the yeah. The oh, tots came out of the okay. oven. I thought they were yeah. crotch tots. No, <laughs> these are fresh tots. No oh, crotch tots. No. <laughs> uh, I think I just. I think that was going to stick. <laughs> Bella's crotch tots. Let me, uh, <laughs> His pocket, chi- pocket chicken and crotch tots. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Like, mm. like it comes served in a pair of pants, and you reach in the pockets. Oh god! <laughs> oh. We're going back inside tops. the house because everything's fine. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, as all right, we're heading on in. Just no more talking. We just turn around yep, and start okay. walking in the house. Okay. okay. Well, we'll head on in. I'll uh, I'll I'll de-wing my 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 car and and head on in. So, Bello, as you go into the house, uh, you notice that. Rutherford and Franny are even as aloof as you are. Rutherford and Franny are off to the side talking. And um, Joe is visibly 
adolescent pissed at Franny and Rutherford. Sorry, Joe. Can I roll on that? To be visible. I've been spending four years pretending everything's fine. So why wouldn't I be able to do it now? Oh, cool. I didn't. Well, I thought maybe you wanted to like project that edge, but if you wanted to project the everything's fine, you don't even have to roll for that. Joe's had a lot of practice at everything's fine. (laughs) Never mind then. I lied to you, Bello. No, Cully does not have practice at everything is fine. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Bello. It might make sense for me to do a roll because I'm I'm still feeling a little pissed, but I'm trying not to show it. Okay, that's fine. So, Bello, you see that Culligan has an edge. Franny and Rutherford are off to the side. And Joe is a bundly bo- ball of joy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We got ourselves a smorgasbord here. Of, uh, In of, fact, of, Bello, of make a psych roll. Do you have psychology? Uh, probably. Why not? You got to know your audience. You got no. I don't. I do not have that. <laughs> make that roll. Make that roll. Yep. Yeah. Did not make that roll. Got a thirty-six out of ten. Okay. All right. Uh, is it good enough for your spot hidden though? No, it's very good for a spot. Yeah. Okay. So then you just notice what I put out there. You no psychology behind. I notice what you're putting down. I got. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a there's a jumbling of emotions here, a bit of a taunt between the party. A what? Nothing. So I'll go over <laughs> to Franny and Rutherford, and I'll say the two of you. Uh, what are we commiserating about? Uh, we got a plan here to to figure out well, what what's what's going on. <laughs> uh, the the plan is to to get into the the facility and uh, to. Uh, Retrieve our abducted friend, Richard. Uh, That's the most important thing we have to do. Uh, It's of uh, tantamount importance. We should get on it. And my friend Franny is here is helping and has a lot of knowledge of this facility. And we have a map here. So we are, are, uh, time is of the essence. And and Franny has a plan. Okay. Uh, So, uh, uh, well, that's fantastic. Now, uh, what, what I'd like to do is contribute to your plan. And my sense is that these government folks are going to be keen attention uh, about the, the goings on in the facility. And so, uh, you know, I have a scheduled appointment this uh, this uh, late morning here, early afternoon uh, to uh, sell my chicken wares uh, within the facility. So I'm happy to do so and create a bit of a, 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 a cluck motion, a bit of a <laughs> distraction. And, and we have a, a legitimate way to, to get in that shouldn't ruffle any uh, feathers on their part. And we should be able to get in a, a, almost uh, in, in a legitimate fashion with an entry badge and paperwork. But if you have a distraction, uh, that, that could only help. Yes, I, I can try and do that and distract the gods with my wonderfully greaseless chicken. In fact, like a Trojan chicken, do you, does anybody need to smuggle in on the... Uh, the vehicle. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm sure that you might like someone to, to come and help you, uh, which, which could be wonderful. Uh, and the more people who are out having your chicken, the fewer people that we will encounter on our way in. So that, that is certainly very helpful. Mm-hmm. I'm just no. uh, I'm worried that the, the plumbing of the facility may not be able to handle the aftermath of the chicken consumption. Well, that's true. Hopefully we will be out and clear by the time that happens. Well, I thought Bello's chicken was delicious myself. 
That's right, Joe Bonds. That's right. It is wonderful. I think the chicken that comes out of the fryer is just fine. It's the chicken that comes out of his undergarments. Yeah. yeah, the pocket chicken that would be more concerned. Like, I'm not going to hold it against Mr. Bellow. I just happen to get a bad piece. You know, sometimes you know, not, you can't be 100% in anything. Well, I just right. happen to oh. be the, the 1%. You didn't just, hold it at all. <laughs> I just realized my, I, have a, I have a broken wing. So I really couldn't have carried a whole tray of tater tots. I, I was, <laughs> let's just, I had them crunked in my, my uh, crock and I was tossing them with the other hand. It's fine. We got, yeah, let's move past that. If I saw you struggling, yeah, I'd have helped. People would have helped. My point is, I will need help uh, serving said chicken and cooking said chicken. So, and if anybody would like to help, uh, preferably if you, if you, we can fit uh, a smaller folk here on the on the on the on the car uh it's uh, it's, it's got plenty of room i'll yes. help and and boone what were you thinking of doing uh during this endeavor uh, well um i know a lot about trains wink wink uh, speaking mm-hmm. of, speaking of trains yeah boone, while, while we've got you here we, we did I have thought. a we did have a question that we wanted to ask you uh, did you see anything unusual uh, on that train that you were on as you were coming into town? Yeah, I'll, I'll ask the, uh, oh, let me see. I'll stroke my beard. <laughs> Roll a for... spot hidden. Or a listen. Either one. Listen. Actually, roll a listen. And also, oh, uh, uh, a question would be uh, where, if, if uh, our friend here saw if the train cars were different. I'd like to ask him that. If they were comprised of, like, a cattle car yeah. Or a chemical car that held liquid or different things like that. So I got a, an extreme success on the, the listen. And Ooh, to, to Rutherford's point, uh, generally a hobo would ride into a, in a car that they could easily get into. Were there other cars that were unusual, like armored or yeah, windowless so the- or... You purposefully, but you always purposefully avoid the front of the train because it's yeah. always more. But uh, in particular with this one, it wasn't even an option. Uh, the front cars were, um, seemed to be a very modern metal, mm-hmm. uh, unlike the the rear cars, which were not necessarily uh beaten down but more of like your typical kind of wooden cars and other kind of materials that uh didn't seem uh vulnerable but they weren't nearly as secure as the first five cars at the front of the train and you okay. you ended up on the back uh it, it was an it was an odd train because normally you're able to find at least one open compartment but this one uh you actually rode on the inside the rails of the caboose yeah. Also, uh, I have no problem riding on top of the car. Yeah. Okay. Just, then you did that. You rode on the tops of the cars here. Uh, there, there wasn't any way to get in. You couldn't really find an access into the car. As in that, uh, well, they do kind of check around and try and make sure y'all, y- y'all aren't easily getting on the trains. You haven't seen one this locked up in quite some time. Okay. So I let uh, you guys know that, that it was really unusual. Mm-hmm. to uh, find a train. It was going in the direction I was going, so I had to hop it, but I hopped on and I had to like take the ladder up to the top and just kind of hang out there. One, one of the reasons that you jumped off early, even though that was kind of typical protocol, the, the sounds coming from the, the front of the train 
you couldn't identify in any way whatsoever. In fact, uh, mechanical you, or they, they definitely were not mechanical. You were able to assess that much. Um, and, and you're, you're used to kind of the speed of the train warping noise and, and changing sounds. And you're used to the creaking of metal and, um, things that come out of the woods, noises out of the woods as you, as you go through in the evenings, but these were consistent. They followed you the whole, you, you were on this train. How long? Uh, let me see. Probably a good, uh, two days. Yeah. They never, they never stopped. In fact, that was one of the most unsettling. They, were, were they on the train or were they following the train? No, they were on the train from the, the front train. of the train. Okay. Uh, they were uh, in some ways incessant and um, not how enough. Did, how did you. it make me feel? You give me the Wiggins? Oh, yeah. I, it, it just only because you, you'd never been on a train where anything was able to make that much noise for that long right mm -hmm. even when you'd you'd hopped a circus train or something the animals always oh, yeah. settled down after a time this one was constant for the whole two days and anytime the train slowed down as you neared a town uh, the noise became louder right as the drone of the as the drone of the tracks kind of kind of lulled out a little bit um, you could hear the noise and it just made you kind of sick to your stomach the whole ride and uh, if you weren't so damn intent on getting closer to the pie fest, uh, you would have jumped off the train states okay. earlier. That yeah. makes sense. So yeah. I tell uh, I tell Franny and Rutherford uh, exactly what you told me. The only thing I keep from them is the part about uh, me feeling really uh, unsettled by it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to eventually take uh, Cully and Joe aside and let them know that I felt there might be some sort of supernatural hmm. unsavory aspect to whatever that sound was. And no, Bello, you're not, you're not part of the, the Scooby gang. We've set up a Scooby gang for supernatural stuff only. You can earn a, a spot in if you're open-minded enough. Oh, he's more than open-minded. I'm pretty open-minded. Have you seen my chicken truck? I'm just saying. <laughs> So, yeah, that's how I divvy up the information. Okay. Cool. Okay. Hmm. Uh, so, so, go? Is this the... <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, so, Michael, do you need to hear what my plan is? Not necessarily. We can, okay. we can kind of roll with it. I mean, you probably stop me if there's, like, pertinent. Um, so, I, I do need to know uh, what the plan is is uh like how you're planning to get there i guess i should say that uh to get to uh really to my chicken office mobile uh, yeah well i mean oh good lord <laughs> do we hey, trust the chicken mobile like this, for it's all like, six it's like of the us? mystery mobile it's like the mystery mystery mobile. machine <laughs> mystery machine culligan can you make a lock roll Or, um, oh, and I'm going to return uh, Boone's gum to him. Yeah, I got it. I more than got gum. it. Okay. What happened? Nothing. I just needed to know. Oh. <laughs> okay. Wow. So I say I'd love to ride in the chicken mobile. Did Richard have his own car? Um. Oh. 
Oh, that's a good that's question. A great question. Uh, yeah, Definitely. Richard did have his own car. Sure. All right, that, that, I bet he had a couple. I bet that, he had a couple cars. Then the three of us should ride. Cool. It, Rutherford should drive Richard's car, um, and the three of us should go that way, uh, so that we show up seeming legit and not yep. seeming connected to the chicken dude. Okay. Um, who's, who's legit be, in his own that'd way? Be pretty, I just, I that'd just be pretty don't sus. Uh huh. Uh, so uh, something else. Culligan has to ride with you guys. Yeah, well, because aren't you going, going with, in with Rutherford? Yeah, aren't you Rutherford's Rutherford. assistant? Yeah. Um, are yeah. you dressed appropriately to be a, a, a like a scientific intern? No. Then no, we no, need no. To, I've got I've got to figure like that out. On. I've got you know sort of a grubby, you know, not dirty, dirty, but like a slightly grubby shirt, just some you know pants, a, a tear or two. I'm you know not well off. Uh, yeah, um, keeper. Can we? Are we able to find some um, some decent clothing in Richard's house, or should do we need to go shopping for it? He did. I was gonna say, didn't he clothe Culligan? He had yeah, there were there actually are clothes for me in the basement. Um, so he would keep like. <laughs> it's getting weird. God, I hate this so weird. much. I hate it so yep. much. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a pit in the basement. There's clothes and there's lotion in a basket. <laughs> it puts the clothes on. It puts them on in the basement. <laughs> so nothing, nothing fancy by any measure, but just basically like some clean clothes if uh, if I ever need them. Great, Not wonderful. Um, okay. Okay. So are uh, but are those clothes acceptable for um, passing as a? I'll a scientific answer that question. Yeah, They're don't wear nice your clothes, chaps. <laughs> yeah, I would God. say, given the time period and a scientific intern. Uh, however, uh, uh, Richard did have a certain style about him, and probably would have had the same. So, Culligan could have. Uh, he won't have a lab coat, but certainly uh, dressy clothes. Mm-hmm. Okay, not fancy, but but mm-hmm. you know. But acceptable for the times and the, the certainly not through his hair. Certainly yep. not child from the straights clothes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Hey, Culligan, what size is your character? Well, is it is it 16? possible the, Bello has a, a a coat that would be used for butchering chickens that he could lend over to uh, Culligan? That's what I'm thinking. A, a white oh. coat is perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah, go with that. Uh, I have a younger cousin, a uh, Biddy Poulet. Uh, he's uh, he's uh, no, no, no. You were doing fine. You were doing. Am I doing okay? Fine. Yeah, you were, you were doing good before that. <laughs> and there's no blood on this. There's no chicken feathers in the pockets. <laughs> no, they are bloodless. No fried chicken. Chickens. No yeah. fried chicken anywhere. <laughs> no. Oh my god, this it, is it, not. That, this is not chicken. This yeah, is yeah. supernatural nonsense. Uh, Bello had happened to have a. Uh, a, a, a white coat, a, a white knee length kind of uh, cooking jacket, so to speak, uh, an extra one. It has a chicken on it, but you can easily uh, lift the embroidery mm-hmm. off uh, so that uh, it looks more like a lab coat. Okay, great. Uh, so we'll we'll get Cully all set up. Um, okay. And then we'll head out in Richard's car. Okay. And I'll and I'll let you all know uh, if you the, the signal for a distraction uh, would when I'm I'm accruing uh, the most attention is going to be I'm gonna I'm gonna accidentally bump my car horn. 
And what does that horn sound like? You ask a very good question. That horn sounds something like this. Okay. It didn't work that well with yeah, the microphone. We, we got the it idea, didn't work. Uh, you we, got it's a chicken sound. This chicken's yes. going off when you hit the horn. Yeah. Thank you. Of course, yeah, okay. That would even be better. In fact, it's a yeah. traditional rooster crow. We'll go with that. Okay. Hmm. And I'm going to help on... you, right, Bella? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, you are, Joe Bond. <laughs> I'm never doing that again. Joe Bond, you can join. <laughs> and Mr. Go one more time. <laughs> and Mr. Boone, if you... <laughs> And, and what is that sound that you're doing? That's a chicken getting hit by a car. A very, very special Ouch. chicken. <laughs> you just, did you hurt yourself, Emily? What happened? Did you run into your computer? It's a very weird and unexpected snort. <laughs> wow, that came out of you. I was wondering who that snort came from. That was me. Yeah, that, that was That's me. Special. All right. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Bell, Mr. Bell, if you, if you don't mind, I'll ride with you and I'll just stay hidden in the in the chicken truck. And if uh, <laughs> if I sense something bad's happening, I can come out and create a distraction by being a, a, dist a distraction on a distraction on a distraction. Perfect. Yep. A yes. double distraction. <laughs> okay. Yes. Who's in the chicken truck? Joe, Joe is and Boone. Okay, and then the other three are in a car, correct? Yes. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And I'm and I'm driving, and they're in the back, and they're in seats that look like like half eggs. Um, <laughs> wow, is it a Harry Potter car? Like inside, it's way bigger than it is in the outside. <laughs> <laughs> when we're done with this show, we're gonna film Chicken Chainsaw Massacre and just do the whole thing up. Does your radio in the car play the chicken dance car? <laughs> no, but when we're driving over, I will ask you guys if you want the windows open. It's it's well, like yes, the, it's like it the Pontiac would be good to Fiero have some fresh and, um, air. Smells perfect. a little like chicken. Yeah, at which point I will I will use a crank and it'll lift both wings up, and so you'll have sort of fresh air coming in from the sides, but you could mm. fall out, so don't do that. I'll strap myself into the egg. Please do. The egg chairs are quite safe. Wayne, were you thinking it's... about the How I Met Your Mother, Pontiac Fiero, that only plays one song? <laughs> <laughs> and I would walk 500. That's the All one. right. Uh, so the chicken mobile heads off. Chicken dance. His head is out of the lyrics go. <laughs> was very subdued uh who's driving franny or rutherford no i think Ooh. rutherford's driving right okay. uh let's see driving an auto a whopping 20 percent uh that's only that you, you you're okay yeah that's, that's only, that's only for like special chases moves. and yeah uh, you're just driving a car don't worry uh, he drives like lanny opatty oh, okay jesus um the uh joe you're pretty excited as you ride in the chicken mobile and as you ride through town i mean this is kind of cool for you right like you're yeah. joe, you're not in a car that often and i don't be, know if i've ever been in a car yeah and i don't know you, that this qualifies as a car <laughs> does the head of the chicken go back and forth as it drives
<laughs> no, but the tail goes up and down. Yeah, that's also where the exhaust goes. So you just have this little stream from the chicken butt on the backside. I'm not looking for too much reality, but I got to ask, what happened to the wood fire? <laughs> it's don't we have a <laughs> we, we don't talk about the wood fire here's the question nobody has asked that i've been fearful of and i'm gonna out myself and that is how do i keep any of this shit cold and that is yeah. <laughs> well eggs are you, good at room temperature for weeks yeah yeah, yeah, but, yeah i'd like I, to think i have a small chicken? ice box no, with, i think we established yeah. how you keep it cold. ice you keep yeah. it in your pockets <laughs> <laughs> I got an ice box. It's fine. We keep the temperature. Or, or that could be one of the other secrets of your operation. That's mystery, yeah. Mm-hmm. That they're bloodless, boneless. They're always chilled. <laughs> right. Oh, it's zombie, like it's like zombie um, Jake. They clearly come from another dimension that you have access to. It's like the milk that the Parmalat milk. It's like you put it on a shelf. It doesn't mm-hmm. need refrigeration. It's strange. Mm-hmm. Shelf so stable. It comes in little cardboard containers. The chicken. Yeah, when you put it down on the counter, it sort of inchworms itself. No. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. It's not actually right, chicken. So- <laughs> it's just not chicken. Okay. okay, we've all right. So the three of you are headed through town. Joe, you're just kind of in awe. And uh Bello, you're really excited to be making this pitch to the government. This is a big opportunity for your franchise. Mm-hmm. And uh as silly as you may be seem, you you are the head of a burgeoning uh, oh, French, French, franchise, franchise, franchise. I'll get that word out. Uh, so the three of you are making your way towards the laboratory, and um, uh, you, you arrive at the front gates, and you are greeted by a uh, well-armed uh, military personnel, and who uh, fairly abruptly says. State your business. Hello there. My name is uh, Bella Poulet, and I'm here uh, with an appointment uh, to uh, to uh, uh, with your culinary crew uh, to uh, 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 purvey my chicken wares. Cafeteria's third building to the left. Stay in within the yellowed parking lanes. Deviation from that path places you subject to arrest. Public facilities are the only ones available to you. Please follow ahead. And he waves you through. Thank you, sir. I have like a business card and I'll see if he wants it. Uh, no, thank you, sir. I can't accept any gifts. Oh, I got that's a smart man right there. You tell your commanding officer he trained you quite well, and I'll put her along. The gift of a business card. <laughs> that's, why thinking, that's why I laughed. So oh funny. my god! I've always wanted one. Sadly, I can't take it. Uh, and as you pull into the parking area, you do notice that. Um, the uh, the l- lanes into the parking area, you can see it's clearly demarcated that there is a yellow, uh, essentially path um, that he was explaining to you uh, that is. And Franny, you would know what this references, like the whole bases uh, in some ways, at least the the parts you've been in are fairly color coded to make access understandable. Um, so. Uh, you're able to follow along, Bellow. Wouldn't it be nice um, if our park there was a chicken mobile? <laughs> well, there's actually a cow mobile and a pig mobile. They're they're all they're taking. Yeah, you got to park in the mobile section. 
<laughs> you got some. You, you got, got some lot serious. Of competition. Yep. Yep. They're taking them all today. And a tofu mobile, oddly. Mm-hmm. It's a very progressive mm-hmm. base in the 40s. Squirrel mobile. It's just a big block with wheels. Critter, critter yeah. mobile. Oh, my Lord. Madam Bovinery is here with her. <laughs> Bovinery. Oh, yeah, that's what I heard was Madam Gonorrhea, too. <laughs> That's a different mobile. Bovine, we can't keep going. It's a joke. Yeah, we should just stop. Okay. Um, All right. Rutherford, you're pulling through town. And uh, Franny, you're in the the front seat. And this is a, what do we got in this era? Is this a, it's a, it's a convertible car. We'll say that. There's no, there's no top because, yeah, uh, Richard's a convertible convertible kind of guy mm-hmm. and uh, uh culligan you're in the the half seat in the back and um though you've ridden with richard many times you're quite excited right like riding in a car always brings you a lot of joy and um you're pretty excited actually to have joe ride in one of richard's cars because uh, they're pretty fantastic. No, no, Joe's not with us. Joe's in no, I know. I, but I'm just saying, like, as you're sitting in the back, you're thinking about, wow, you know, I can't like I can't wait to have Joe ride in one of these cars. Like they're even yeah. more exciting than the chicken mobile. And so uh, you're, you're kind of experiencing all those emotions as you turn through town, Rutherford mm-hmm. um, Culligan, you you jump out of your seat because they're disheveled and wandering uh, somewhat in a confused manner down the street near the theater is Richard. <gasps> whoa. Oh my God. I quickly race over Stop the car. So is the whoa, car. Whoa, stopped? whoa, 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 Rutherford. You don't see, you don't see Richard Culligan. Oh, sees Richard. Is, the, Culligan is the car stopped? No, y- y'all are driving. You're well, headed y- to I the yell laboratory. as loud as I can. Stop the car. Rutherford, stop the car. Uh, uh, what for? We need stop to get the to the car. F- I saw facility. Richard. And then, <laughs> the brakes and of course i reach over to franny so she doesn't go through the windshield oh the old stop you short, uh, stop short. <laughs> you go from a whopping 15 miles an hour to zero <laughs> In what is husband. happening culligan i just saw richard i just saw richard he was wandering the street how far past him did we drive it couldn't be that far because i was yeah yeah yeah. not far like maybe 20 30 feet i get out i I just say it's richard it's richard and i jump out of the back seat and go sprinting towards him okay and it's richard in the same suit from the night before and um he just has a really uh confused look on his face Uh uh-oh Richard, and, uh, you just disappeared. You got you got taken away from us. What happened? I'm I'm Richard. Oh dear. But I I know you're Richard. I'm 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 Cully. But what happened to you? You were there last night. We were at the magic show, and then you just disappeared. Hi, hi, Cully. Yeah, I'm Richard. And on that, oh. we'll stop for the night. Oh. Wow. What a great. So I, I knew that was coming and I was so involved in it. I didn't get ready to do this. So with that, we are going to call it a night. That was an amazing cliffhanger, Michael. So uh, until next week, if you would like to find us online, we are at underthelibrary.com. 
on Instagram, under the library, Twitter, under the LIB. If you'd like to see us on video or on YouTube, and if you're on YouTube and you just want to hear us, we're anywhere you get your podcasts. And again, if you would like to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash under the library. And if you would like to play our module, you can find a snake's oil on drive through RPG. So until next time for me, for Michael, Emily, Chris, Scott, Wayne, and Rick. Thanks very much for joining us and we will see you next time. Isn't his dog's name Bo? Yeah. Yeah. I got really confused when he said Bo's headphones. Uh, let me think about that for a minute. <laughs> Keeper, have I seen anything like that? Or that's the Keeper just doing his best to plant the seeds of doubt. You fucking with my backstory? And I just had some hobo business to attend to. But it just feels different. It feels like a stranger. Never tell yes, uh, Sasquatch. They're both so smart that they're stupid. Are you happy, Michael? Now I feel terrible. <laughs> I guess I thought of a different option. I've never been accused of that. Oh, the buzzing of the bees and the cigarette trees and the soda water fountain. <laughs> the lemonade springs and the bluebird sings and the big rock candy mountain. <coughs> Are you okay? Me? Yeah, you. No.